the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, here we are. What is it? January 15th, 2023. Somehow it's 2023. I don't even know how these things happen, but here we are still getting used to writing the little three instead of the two when you write out the formal date for the year on memos and note cards and computer diagrams, things like that. Anyway, glad you are on board. 303-696-1971. I hope people will just consider checking in, calling in, sharing their wisdom, sharing their thoughts as the program goes on. We've got all kinds of stuff to be reviewing, maybe some of it even illuminating. Of course, some of the centerpiece of what we'll be looking at are the Biden classified documents. Hmm. What are we making of this one? Why have Trump's or uh, Biden's lawyers been producing, procuring these classified documents found in four different locations now, four different sets of classified documents, some of them going back to the Vice President Biden era? And I'll tell you, it's hard to make sense of this. Why is this happening? Why is this happening now? Because doesn't it make it harder for them to try to prosecute Trump for this kind of stuff, even though, of course, Trump, as president, had the power to declassify. Biden, as vice president, did not have the power to declassify. Nobody is pointing that out. It's annoying. How come nobody's pointing that out? How come I have to point that out? It's like so obvious. You watch the mainstream media report on all of this, and they don't say that Trump was president. He has the power to declassify this stuff, the stuff that was in Mar-a-Lago, where the FBI raided, haven't seen an FBI raid of Biden's Corvette yet, have you? Anyway, we'll cover that. We'll try to make sense of that one. And just little question mark, is are they trying to get rid of Biden? Yeah, that's been my operating thesis that, oh yeah, after the midterms, it's time to make sure that Biden does not get any thoughts about running again and neither Kamala. <laughs> well, we'll look that over. Colorado is refusing to name, to send out a list of names of the 31,000 illegal aliens who received voting cards or voting notifications in the mail from our Secretary of State this year. I thought I'd look at that a little bit. It came up in conversation last week, had a bunch of great text-to-studio of people who are extremely informed on this stuff. And by the way, texting-to-studio... We love that. Already had a handful of them. Already had a handful. Keep them coming. I'll read every single one and share them on air as I am able. Let's talk all of that through Matt Taibbi, the guy who's releasing a bunch of these Twitter files via Elon Musk, says the Devin Nunes memo is 100% correct, 100% the Russia hoax was a hoax, as we've been saying around here from the beginning of the Russia hoax and 
Matt Taibbi has the evidence of the government frantically, the deep state frantically trying to perpetuate and sustain that Russia hoax. A few details there I find very interesting. And I have to say this, you know, the eggs thing, eggs. Where are we on the eggs front? I barely talked about it last week and all kinds of texts and calls came in about eggs. And we have this new law in Colorado. And I even went to Colorado Public Radio to get a new story about this. A new law prohibiting the sale of non-cage-free eggs in Colorado goes into effect in January, January 1st. We are 14 days, 15 days into our um, non-cage-free eggs in Colorado law in which which HB 20 slash 1343 requires businesses to stop selling eggs produced by hens in cramped spaces. Cramped spaces. And I was... I was thinking about cramped spaces when I saw that. And by the way, my wife just went to the grocery store and I asked her, I was like, okay, how are the eggs? How's the egg situation in the grocery store? And she said, it seems like they had plenty of eggs. Seems like they had plenty of eggs. And I said, did you get a little sense of the prices of the eggs? And she didn't recall the prices of the eggs. I don't know if she got eggs or not. I just was trying to see if we're still having an egg problem in Colorado across the nation. Saw a tweet four hours ago from Molly Hemingway, the great Molly Hemingway, who is a Coloradoan, Wyomingan. I think she's from Colorado. I know she went to Metro State University, a great local university here. And she has a picture of her husband sent her to go get eggs. And she sent a picture of the egg shelf. And there are no eggs there. They're all empty. That's out in, I believe, they're in Washington, D.C. now is... Molly Hemingway, uh, somewhere out on the East Coast, where she comments. One of my favorite commentators, by the way, and Twitterers. And there's no eggs, but uh, apparently there were eggs here today. But the prices are still going up, right? I mean, we still have, like, high-priced eggs and everything and that whole deal. (laughs) And I thought, I was just thinking about this, that our legislators in Colorado left blue, deep blue legislators in Colorado, where they're, they're very concerned about chickens living in cramped spaces. They want, you know, a freer range for the, for the chickens. And, uh, you know, it's more humane. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. You know, let's care about the chickens. Let's be compassionate for the chickens, for our two-legged friends, you know. And, um, but I was thinking about what about the cramped spaces, you know, just, of course, getting metaphorical here. What about the cramped spaces of our thoughts? What about... What about free-range thoughts? What about free speech in this country? And I tell you what, when it comes down to it these last several years, you know, engaging in debate on Twitter and on Facebook and so forth, you know, the, the, the censorship that is coming through, rampant passion for censorship on the left, from the blue left, they've been trying to censor their political opponents with abandon, with glee, with passion, it's just amazing what's coming out on the Twitter files. And Adam Schiff, there he is digging in, trying to censor Paul Sperry, the New York Post journalist, who has put some Backbone Radio tweets on his Twitter feed over the years. And, of course, Paul Sperry got banned from Twitter. And there was uh, Adam Schiff trying to make sure that the Nunes memo got no favorable 
tweets about it. They tried to block and thwart and throttle those. See, they don't want free-range thoughts, do they? The left. They don't want, you know, it's like they care more about chickens than they care about their fellow citizens in this glorious republic of ours, in our democracy, as they like to say. They want to they make these laws to make sure that the chickens don't have cramped spaces, but they seem also at the same time to want to mandate that anybody who disagrees with them politically must live in a cramped space, must not be able to tweet and get the word out or put posts on Facebook or make arguments that they find inconvenient or arguments that they do not approve of, you see? I don't know. I was just thinking about that in terms of compassion for chickens versus compassion for fellow Americans versus respect for the Constitution, the First Amendment. That's the first one, the First Amendment, free speech. Got to be able to communicate to sustain a republic. Got to be able to get your points made. Got to be able to have a forum a zone, a region for free expression that's not a cramped, cramped, unpleasant space. But is this the kind of thought that would occur to anybody else? Would it occur to anybody on the left that, you know, oh, they want to feel good about themselves? Yes, we, we of the left want to feel very good about ourselves, and we want to do something for the chickens, and let's free them up a little bit. None of this cramped stuff they have to live in, because it is it's inhumane. It's, it's inhumane. I don't know if I was in the legislature where I would have voted on that one because, yeah, the prices are going up, but it's hard on the working class families, people on the cusp. you got to pay more for eggs or maybe you've got a whole bunch of kids. You can only get a dozen eggs. You know, there's some places they only let you get one dozen. Can't get two, can't get three anymore. And maybe it's easing up. I don't know. But sometimes I think, you know, just misdirected compassion while still always feeling so good about yourself while... I don't know. Do you ever step back and think about what they're doing? There you go. Little range life action. And Blake back there got it. He got it. It was pavement. Remember one time I was loitering around Chicago up in the Belmont area. Walked in some store and this song was playing. And I was like, that dude's really, really singing out of key. But that is one groovy tone. I dig that tune. And so I asked them, and they were playing vinyl in this store, and it was, uh, yeah, range life. We're talking about the, ch- we're sticking up for the chickens today. And one little secret that I can pass on from the Dunn family is that, you know, in times like these, when eggs get few and far between, eggs get sparse, eggs get more expensive. Well, we're raising a little, a little bunch of quails. Yeah, and we've got some quail cages in our house. These little tiny ones, little miniature quails. They lay these little tiny eggs. <laughs> And so we, uh, we're getting quite a few quail eggs these days. And so it's kind of interesting to cook boiled quail eggs and eat those in the mornings. We've got a safety valve, and it's the quail egg safety valve. It's pretty easy to do. I could conduct a little seminar on how to get quails going inside your own very domicile. But I don't know. Would the World Economic Forum approve? Would Klaus Schwab approve of that? Yeah, we'll be going to... The WEF meeting, annual meeting, starts tomorrow in Davos, Schwyz, Switzerland. Thank you, Alexa, for mentioning that. I've got some stuff on 
Davos, the World Economic Forum, wood still, or is it? No, um, they don't. They don't want you to burn wood, right? They don't. That's what they're doing in Europe. Lucky Europe's having a mild winter so far. Can you believe it? They're getting so darn lucky. <laughs> they're having a mild winter. But the natural gas stoves, yeah. They, uh, there's a World Economic Forum tweet from uh, 2022. Oh, yeah, don't, don't be using these uh, natural gas stoves. Might get in on that a little bit. And the list of attend- I wasn't invited to World Economic Forum this year. Is that because I slammed them every week on the radio? I didn't get my invite. At any rate, off to the phone lines and um, had, a, had a Texas studio. Hey, Matt, that cage-free chicken law is just virtue signaling. The chickens are still in a building. The outdoor part is a three-by-three hole in a wall. If they want to go outside, they can use that hole. Interesting. Hmm. Another Texas studio just came in. I just got back from the grocery store, and there was not one lone egg anywhere to be found. That alert backbone listener, I need to get him in the quail business. Yep, I think we're going to have to talk quail eggs at some point with that individual. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know what to make of all of this egg situation. But, yeah, price is probably going to go up a little bit, right? Uh, I'll do more of that uh, Colorado Public Radio story. When you talk, you have to talk mellow. Yes, welcome. Temperature in Colorado. It's kind of a gray, cold, coldish day. I wouldn't say cold, but it's coldish. Would you agree with that? Let's say hey to Jack in Cheyenne, Wyoming. First up this evening, thank you for checking in, my man. Yeah, it appears to me that the Democrats have lost an opportunity on this cage-free egg business. I don't know why they would restrict the sale of only cage-free eggs when they could have taken a quantum leap and said it can only in Colorado average eggs there, you know, from Tsarist to Russia. There's 60,000 these. But, I mean, why, why stop the cage-free Oh, Jack, your your call, your voice is bouncing in and out, and I could not quite make out your point. And did I hear something about czarist Russia in there in your statement there? Yeah. So how did you go from yes. eggs to czarist Russia, and maybe just move around the corner in your uh, Cheyenne abode, see if we can get a little bit better connection? Because I got to hear this. Go Are ahead. Are you there now? Yes, we're here. Well, the Romanovs have the world's largest collection of Fabergé eggs. And, of course, they all ended up in the Hammer Galleries in New York. Fabergé eggs, yes. And they sell for about 60, Yeah, well, that's French. But they, but they sell for, for about 60 cents. Well, I can't understand why, why, why the Democrats would stop cage-free eggs. They could have just as well said that Fabergé eggs are all we can sell in Colorado. I mean, I mean if you're going to be completely <laughs> off the wall, why stop I see that. Cage-free? Yeah, okay. the Fabergé hey, one eggs. Of my, yeah, one of my tooths, I don't know if it's a cap or what it is, but I lost a tooth. And I was going to, I probably need to see a dentist. I don't know. Maybe we ought to talk about that later. You bet. And I can I can send you to somebody up north. I know some good folks in Wyoming. Uh, but, uh, yeah, check check in anytime, Jack, and we'll see what we can come up with. And, yeah, just... Uh, just we got to, you know, when you when you have a tooth issue, that's, you know, that gets your attention. That's significant. But uh, you don't boil yeah. a Fabergé well, I mean, egg. You never boil those. You know, you don't scramble them. But the, the, the point is they're going to be a stop. Oh, Jack, I wish somehow our, our, our phone connection is just not where it needs to be tonight. I wish we could keep on jawboning around right. here. But uh, little connection 
scenario. And now uh, let's uh, let's keep on going in order. And we've got artists checking in. Artists, thanks for hanging on a minute. And what's on your mind, Ms. Artist? Well, it just amazes me that not only have we um, found out that good old Joe has um, taken documents that he was not privileged to as a VP and has had them hanging around his Corvette for since, like, what, 2016? Yeah, but Artis, he said that it's not like they were just, like, laying on the street. They were in the garage. But he says the garage had a lock. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were in the garage, but what's the big deal? In his... And it's in Hunter's house. (laughs) So, I mean... Which means Hunter had... could get to them. Well... So it's not a big deal if a <laughs> crackhead has access to classified yeah. documents. What? What's? I, I just. What's the big deal, artist? I don't know. And you wasn't know. there a lot of mention on these documents of China and Kuwait? I don't know. Ukraine it could have something to do with him hiding it. Ukraine, yeah. Yeah, it just kind of does make you wonder what was going on. You and, think? And I've got some <laughs> speculations. I'll, I'll save them for a little later in the show, but. I think Trump is getting the last laugh. <laughs> yeah, he's been pretty vocal about how he uh, is viewing this little issue. And has there been an FBI raid yet of Biden's Corvette? There should be of his two or three homes. Yeah, it's just this extremely gentle scenario where Biden's mm-hmm. attorneys are coming up with these documents. Oh, here's some here. Then there's some there. Then there's some over here. There's four different places. And. Why is this even happening? For, why is this even a story? I think that's the question we should be asking is for why. Six years. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. This is like, it's a nightmare. I mean, not only can the man not find his way off stage, but he doesn't even know what documents he stole. Yeah. It just, I think that the Beltway is pretty cavalier with how they handle classified (laughs) documents. And, of course, when they want to, they can selectively try to make some case against Trump and try to get a special prosecutor. That Smith guy, what's his name, Jack Smith, something like that, yeah, he's going to turn up the heat on Trump. And they they put this special counsel, what's his name, uh, Her or Fur or something, against Biden, who's a total... Total FBI, Christopher Steele, Russiagate stooge, who is a anti-Trumper to the max. I mean, they're, they're, anyway, we'll we'll talk about this more as time goes on. Well, but but the media is going to tell you, further- artists, that it's okay if Biden does it, but if Trump does it, even though Trump yeah. is president and he can declassify anything he wants, which he did, well, then that's that's the problem. Ultimately, ultimately, God works in mysterious ways. Yeah, well, the deep state works in predictable ways. Yeah. In my but opinion. That's better. That's right. Well, uh, <laughs> amen to that, artist. Amen to that. Thank you, Matt Dunn. Rick, call back. Rick, we lost you. Call back. Oh, hippa, hippa. Yeah, that would be Elvis Presley and the Jordanaires. And you hear those background vocals? Yeah, the Jordanaires with their hippa, 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 whatever it is those guys do. I, you just, I can't get enough of it. And I am long-time Elvis fan. 
And you probably saw the news that Lisa Marie Presley has passed away over the last couple days. Oh, that is sad. That is heartbreaking. We'll be sending prayers to the Presley family this evening. We'll be doing a few Elvis tunes tonight. And I tell you, wish we could stick around forever. You know what I mean? At any rate, yeah, getting... Getting some people excited about the Quail Egg Project. Thanks for checking in on that. They're small. Quail eggs are small. You need, you need a fair amount of them to get, you know, the requisite levels of protein. But I got a bunch of little kids, and maybe those you'd say that they're good size for little kids. Quail eggs. At any rate, um, who was uh, here? Here was an interesting text to the studio. Matt, it was reported that Biden locked his keys in his Corvette and had to break out a window as it was starting to rain, and he needed to put the top up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I could keep going on, but I'll tell you what. The last two weeks driving into the studio to Backbone Radio, drive a little bit, kind of right by Cherry Creek Reservoir, and I saw a whole bunch of folks ice fishing, ice fishing. Last week, there was a ton of people out there ice fishing, And this week, there wasn't quite a ton, but there was still a good handful out there standing lonely on the ice, fishing, chopped a hole. A couple of them had tents, some of them just a hole, standing there all all decked out in weather gear. And I was just thinking about ice fishing. I've never done that. Are there any ice fishermen or women out there, any people like, like ice fishing? That looks to me like a sport. I might have a hard time gathering up huge enthusiasm for kind of sitting there above a hole in the ice, watching your line to see if it wiggles, like all day long. Kind of a friend of mine who's from Minnesota, big-time Norwegian family, he was saying that his dad didn't have a whole lot of passions in life, his Norwegian dad, but his dad had one huge passion for ice fishing, (laughs) so... My buddy remembers as a kid going out, sitting there on the lake all day in a Minnesota winter, staring at a hole in the ice. And that's what his dad got a huge kick out of. Anyway, you know, bless you to the folks that think ice fishing is great. And I I could see myself getting, you know, I just, I might want to get a little older before I take that up with uh, gusto. But at any rate, you know, it's... The Norwegian wool, you got to get the Norwegian wool on and when winter comes along. But anybody has any ice fishing vignettes or can, can develop a passion in the Backbone Country listenership for ice fishing, we're all ears around here. And before I dither on too long, we do have serious stuff to talk about, uh, worry not. But let's say hello and we'll keep going in order to Rick. Rick and Aurora, thanks for being able to hang on a moment and... Welcome to the program. Glad you're here, sir. Yeah, hello, Matt. Yeah, I, uh, I did ice fishing once uh, way up Wisconsin, and I guarantee you that was a one and done. That uh, wasn't your thing, huh? No. Uh, see, no. you're, you're an action man. You've, you've run uh, countless marathons yes. at this point. You like to be in motion. That would be like the opposite sport to running marathons, I would think, is ice fishing. The opposite. I like to try everything once. <laughs> A few things more than once, like long distance running, but right, right. yeah, well, the, hey, uh, yeah, the uh, what, what more can be said every day with the uh, the fake president and these these papers? I I, I believe they're 
they're slowly going to roll this out and drum him out of office. They can't have him running, and uh, that they want him out. Wouldn't he, you say that's what this is about? Of course, you know, you, and I'm sure you you may be thinking that because you read it. The only person that was your equal is Rush for reading the news and what what they're really saying. And my feeling is this is my premonition that he's through. The, the deep state says that's it. What do you think? Well. I'm gonna. I'm hesitant to roll out my thesis early, okay. but okay. on the on the yeah. one hand, I would let me just sneak preview just just what I'm thinking for what it's worth. That yeah, I think Joe Biden was a disposable president. Okay, yeah. they brought him in because he seemed to have the best poll data against Trump in the 2020 election cycle, and they thought they could park him down in the Delaware basement. They could find a way to manufacture a fake campaign and get the guy in there, and they knew they had the mail-in ballots and. The ways to, you know, manipulate election results. That's my opinion. But um, Joe Biden might be putting on airs and maybe via Jill Biden about running again. And that, that could be part of it. But another part of it could be that what if Joe Biden does have some documents in his possession that could make things hard for the puppet masters or that could reflect badly on the deep state? I just see this as either... The deep state is trying to make sure Biden doesn't run again, or they're making sure that if Biden has anything he could use against the deep state or the puppet masters, that they're getting a hold of that and confiscating that and making sure he doesn't have any leverage against them, the people that are really in power. It's, I think it's one or both of those is my sense. I don't know if that's just rampant, crazy speculation, but any thoughts on those potentials, Rick? I, I think it has credence. Yeah. I, you know, I would definitely not rule it out. I mean, we know how the deep state operates. Nothing seems to, what it is. It really is. Mm-hmm. They're always doing the magician game. Watch over here while we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And, you know. They're looking out for themselves, for sure. They're protecting themselves, and they're protecting their power. So that's always... A safe way to make sense of things is if you know when something happens that seems perplexing, oh, why would this happen? Because it makes it harder for them to prosecute Trump for this stuff. And to say, well, there must be a trade-off somewhere, and they do whatever it takes to benefit their own power. And somehow this falls into that equation. Hard to say exactly how, right? Because we're only getting parceled out information, drib, 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 right? Right. And it could be the old backroom deal. We're going to make sure he's out. And then when we force Trump out, we can say, you see, we're equal. Everything's cool. Excellent point. Excellent point. Like they could say, oh, well, that Hunter laptop, gosh, I guess it was real. We thought it was Russian. Oh, it was real. So we're going to slap Hunter Biden on the wrist, but then we're going to prosecute Trump. See, it's like we're, we're fair because we, we do something to both sides. Oh, look, Biden document. Well, we're going to slap him on the wrist, but then we're going to send Trump to, to like, uh, Guantanamo. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the, uh, well. That, that egg situation, though, that, it, it truly is unbelievable. My parents be rolling over in the grave, man. It's, I, I saw it at $10 a dozen the other day. $10 a dozen? Yeah. Wow. I mean, wow. Mm, that's getting to be a luxury item in Joe Biden's America. Luxury goods. We're getting that third world feel, I've noticed. Yeah. I've there's there's a cop that for a while. Trying to do day-to-day business now is, is tough because of the incompetence. And actually, it's getting to that point, like in Russia, you know, everyone, it's everything's fake. 
everyone's pretending. Pretending. That is the word. And that's one thing we don't want to do around here is pretend. Let's just Absolutely. not pretend. Let's just look at it the way it is. And, you know, for the people who want to pretend and blue pill themselves into their own senescence, well, go ahead and do that. But that's not our MO around here for what it's worth, right? Absolutely. Well, Rick, let me just say all the best to you. Love it when you can check in. And, uh, yeah, you know, you got to have eggs to run those marathons, so uh, it's going to cost you, but it's worth it. (laughs) So all the best, sir. You take care. And let's say hey to Guy in Inglewood. Hello, Guy. Good evening, Matt. I see that you already liked the photo I tweeted to you. Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Yes, that was a good Hunter Biden and a Corvette photo. I, uh, you know, I know a good photo when I see one, Guy. Thanks for passing it along. You know, that photo instantaneously put me in 30 days of Facebook jail. Oh, it did? Instant, instantaneously. You've uh, Literally. You've been a victim of free speech. See, if you were a chicken guy, the left would have more compassion for you. But because you're a human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. That was a pretty convincing chicken there, guy. And I was, I was a 4-H kid. I was a 4-H kid in my youth, so... Uh, you know. Down Walsenburg uh, Way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My dad had to. My dad was a CSU extension agent. But, uh, you know, they got to get rid of Joe for something. So this is going to be it. And it puts even keel stalemate with prosecuting Trump. They've got to get the- leverage over right. Joe, these folks. Yeah. Yep. And yep. that's, that's yep. part of the equation as well. Yeah. Yep. Why is this coming up? Well... It would be so cool if we really knew exactly every single detail and it was all out there. But as it is, we can speculate and speculate, I think, accurately. Guy, you are the best. Keep up that chicken invitation. It might keep you from being censored. Treated with compassion by the left. There we go. A little Bon Jovi bringing us back in. Something about runaway. Like a runaway chicken. Somehow chickens are on our minds these days. Texas Studio. A million chicken... Excuse me. A million chickens were killed in the Platteville area because of the bird flu. Hmm. This individual says he was doing security there at the time. Very interesting. Um, Did have a note from Alexa. Jimmy Sengenberger in his 6 a.m. hour yesterday, had on Mike Davis. And Mike Davis is one of the go-to people on the Presidential Records Act. I've been quoting him and playing his audio ever since that Trump raid on Mar-a-Lago, that FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, which still burns me. Man, was that uncool. That, that, That is not a good situation when the FBI slash Deep State does stuff like that. Anyway, so so good for Jimmy having Mike Davis on. And Lisa points out that Tom Fitton of Judicial Watch sued regarding President Clinton taking White House audio tapes, which Clinton stored in his sock drawer. And yes, I've read Fitton talking about that in that lawsuit for quite some time. So Fitton, F-I-T-T-O-N, Tom Fitton, is one of those people you should be following on Twitter, along with Mike Davis. And Mike Davis... Um, his Twitter name, it's not Mike Davis, because that's a lot of Mike Davises out there. It has a different name, but make sure 
you're following that guy, and he does show up on Fox News, various places, and even the Jimmy Singin' Burger Show. And by the way, I had another text to studio, something I had not seen, that Robbie Bachman, or is it Bakeman, drummer for BTO, Bachman Turner Overdrive, you know, the songs, uh, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, Taking Care of Business, and a few others, has passed on at the age of 69. Darn, Robbie Bachman. And I guess that news came out two days ago. Somehow that's one that did not cross my radar screen. So, Blake, we might have to get some BTO out. I might send that to you during a break. We could play it during a segment, do a little tribute. And I know BTO, those guys came out of the Guess Who, or maybe one of them, or maybe both of them. Remember the Guess Who, uh, American Woman, New Mother Nature, those great tunes? So I don't know if this is one of the Guess Who guys or if this was just some other dude who had some major rockin' tunes in the in the 70s. And I remember learning to play that song, uh, Taking Care of Business on the Guitar. I think that's a CF, CFG uh, song. Uh, can't quite remember the chord play on that one, but it's like three-note song, you know, like most rock and roll songs, three notes. That's all you need. At any rate... One thing I was going to add about uh, about the quail eggs is that I kind of discovered the concept of quail eggs when I spent little just a little time in Japan, and you can get your sushi, right, your raw fish. You can eat your raw fish. And one of the little things that sometimes in Japan they do, you could even probably do it in American Japanese restaurants in America stateside, but sometimes they'll, they'll put like a raw quail egg on top of your sushi. So they'll, they'll crack this little tiny egg and put it over your sushi, and you get this little egg, and it's perfect, perfect size. The quail egg's the perfect size to put on your, on your sushi. And I remember the first time I had the raw quail egg, I thought, hmm, this is probably going to cause some kind of disturbance for me. This is probably not going to end well. But I like to think, and I've done this, mm, what I say, I'm up to 100 times having had raw quail eggs, that, uh, and I don't do that here, by the way. But I've never had an issue that I can document. So I think it's okay to have the raw quail eggs. And by the way, Blake, back there, um, uh, I haven't seen you in a few weeks, and, but your, your beard is growing well, right? It looks, it looks full. It looks, it looks good. And you said you even got some, some beard tonics or something for Christmas. Is this, is this true? Beard tonics? I got all the beard oil now. Beard oil. Yeah. So you, you apply couple times a day, like even during breaks here on the, on the show? At you, least seven times a day, yes. Seven times a day. Beard oil. So does that just keep it sort of where you need it and everything and looking the way it's supposed to look? She shines. She shines, Matt. <laughs> she shines. <laughs> well, I'll let you answer the phones, Blake. But when, with a beard like that, I'll tell you, it's good to get beard oil for Christmas. And I just I salute Blake back there. And for those who don't know, Blake knows an awful lot about music, in particular the 60s. He's a 60s man. And um, and I'm looking at this picture of Ronnie Bakeman. And uh, is that a beard? I, yeah, he's, he's behind the drum hat. So I can't quite see if that's a beard on Ronnie Bakeman there. And uh, at any rate, um, by the way, and I keep having all these texts to studio Interesting, Pence is the only one in Trump's circle not investigated. Things that make you go, hmm. 
And yes, that makes me go, hum. And Pence, yeah, he'll be running for president. Of course, that's part of the RNC strategy to try to block and muzzle and thwart Trump. And nobody likes Pence. He has basically zero support. You know, at best, he'll get like the 5 or 6% support when you see some of the poll data, which is higher than people like Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz actually gets less support than Liz Cheney. Can you believe that with some of the polling I've seen, which is amazing? But, but Pence is an optical candidacy to just be up there on the stage and try to make Trump look not quite as dynamic or something. Oh, you know. At any rate, well, I better get back to the phones and let's say hello to John in Denver. Hello, John. Glad you are here. Go ahead, John. Welcome to the program, John in Denver. Yes, good afternoon. You started the show by talking about how uh, nobody was reporting the real facts about uh, Biden's uh, mishandling of these documents, particularly that he didn't have authority and that uh, he didn't have security, that sort of thing. Well, it's worse than that. Fox particularly Hammer and Perino in the morning, uh, they had Ro- Carl Rove on. And Carl Rove, he basically said that Biden's situation was better than Trump's, that Biden was cooperating, that he turned the papers over immediately, that, uh, and, and all of this. And, and Hammer, Fox, Hammer and uh, Perino were silent. They didn't try to supplement the facts. They didn't go into it any further. It's worse than you said. The press is actually reporting it wrong, actually reporting uh, yep. the facts falsely. And in particular, this question that, oh, he's cooperated. Oh, no, no, no. You know, they went for two months before they disclosed these, this paper. And they've never had the, uh, wh- where is the uh, archive? Where are the archive people? Did they run out there and they insist that they make the inspection? Where is the FBI people? doing these inspections, even voluntarily. Trump had both of them there with his attorneys more than once. Uh, And it was all handled openly with the federal authorities. Biden has done none of that and had no authority to have the documents. And the documents were not in a secure facility, let alone guarded by the security. And Mar-a-Lago was a security level room. And Trump worked with authorities to have the right locks and security in that facility. So, uh, and by the way, remember the media had all these pictures of documents strewn around, which they probably strewn around, the FBI did when they went in and did their egregious raid. And have we had pictures of the Biden documents in the Corvette in the garage? Have we had any of that? Hmm. None of of that. And what really irks me is that it was Hammer and Perino. I'm not... Rove, I expect, uh, that's what yeah. I expect from Rove. He's always knocking, he's always trying to undercut Trump. Rove, Rove is, a, is a Trump hater, absolute Trump exactly. hater. And he's a, he's a disingenuous individual, and he has outlived his shelf life by at least uh, two decades, in my opinion. But still, Uncle Carl, they keep him in the Wall Street Journal, and they keep him in the RNC fundraising racket, and, you know, they bring him on to bash Trump all the time. That's, that's Rove. Exactly. But it's a huge disappointment uh, yep. that uh, Perino and Hammer... And Perino, same, uh, same deal, unfortunately. She's a Pueblitian. Yeah, she's she's a from Puebla. Unfortunate. Jesus, and a serious bushy. Yep. So, 
Well, John, right, well, excellent string of points. And I'm going to I'm going to dig into this a little bit more in the next hour, so stay close if you would, John, and we'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 